I made a protest. Raph, I had a moment where I was like, you know, I'm being invited to this house party. I could be yachty about it, but I'm not going to because the fights, while good, were once again in that zone where I was going to have to watch them after I got the results, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting. Such a difficult choice when it comes to budget season. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, that's my way of saying I watched some of the free stuff. Caught the highlights. Didn't watch verbatim. How are you? Good. Similar but different. I was working at Subversive, and there was a booth that became a very popular booth because they had a TV showing the fight. Now, I could have stayed there, but as a producer of the show... I Dana doesn't find out about that. Yeah. Well, no, they bought it. I mean, no, hey, listen. still, he's going to be like, hey, you owe us for every person <laughs> that saw it. I don't know how many fucking square per foot this <laughs> is, but fuck you guys. This is a tent outside and a casino. Bada bing. Fuck you guys. So, yeah, it could have been like that, yeah. except I don't know. I was also very confused because there was a lot of cannabis, a lot of weed. So I might be talking out of turn. It's very hard to believe. That'd be me. funny. You were just watching replays from UFC three. Like, <laughs> oh no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. By the way, time. Kevin, one of my homies, Robert, shout out him. This is one of the best guys in the world. But they had uh, some samples that they were giving to us. He looked at me and he goes, "Have you tried the gummies that they gave us?" And I said, uh, "No, I haven't tried them yet." And he goes, "Man, I'm a little disappointed." And I go, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm really not going to have them until I get home. I'm, I got stuff to pack up." my gear i brought my stuff so i gotta pack this up and then get home to my dogs right as i was about to finish packing up he looks at me and goes oh like are you okay he goes um no it's hitting me i go oh that edible hit you and he goes four of them (laughs) i go what did you do it didn't work so you took four and he goes yeah that oh no i gotta sit down I'm like, where do you have to drive back to? We're in Los Angeles. He goes, Orange County. Bro, come on. So that was pretty spectacular to watch. Uh, did try a gummy later. Definitely went to sleep. Thanks, friends. <laughs> you you called that, right? You knew that was coming. I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I also knew that my dogs were neglected for a bit of the day, yeah. so they were going to want to play, which dogs meant... Dogs come first, you know? Yeah, and I knew if you take that gummy before you see the dogs, uh-oh, they're going to want to play. They're going to be jumping on a corpse. Instead, no. I said, hey, let's play, and then conveniently, maybe an hour into playing with them, and then, uh-oh, this has been fun, everybody. Let's go snuggle. This is great. Okay. Good night. Snuggle it out. <laughs> yeah. Puppies, they they love their their cuddles and their snuggles, but you know what's great? Is when you let them play for a little while and they go, Dad's going down hard. What happened to him? And it's like everything happened to me, guys. I'm so tired. <laughs> I can't do, I can't deal with it right now. <laughs> How was, well, let's get to subversive, given that people have now seen the fights. They know the big notes, which are, um, there was some amazing stuff, but yeah, let's get to subversive. Then we'll make some call outs because Jedrzejczyk retires, Raph. She did. And you know what? It was the time. I don't even tell you. They're not like, hey, it's a, sometimes we know this is a (laughs) fighter go home. Other times we're surprised by it. It was a surprise. Yeah, we she was surprised by the knockout. So congrats to Zhang Wei Li, who uh, was given some wholesome content, save for retiring another fighter. Yes, it was very good. Let me tell you a little bit about Subversive. Number one, Kevin, uh, there was a guy who maybe got pushed off the ledge. And when he returned back to the elevated platform, he did have a, a folded chair that he went after his opponent with legally was this part of no it was supposed to be a joke oh my god that would scare the shit out of me it would i would go from i guess is this pro wrestling to am i about to witness legit assault fun story so did his opponent right so it didn't go great with him they did need to break it up And of course, all eyes look to me because my name's associated as a producer on this one. And I was like, I am not behind this one. So I just want to make it clear to everybody. No, I did not tell anybody what to do on that one. I was just as surprised as the rest of you. 
the person behind it definitely in between interviews because we had a uh, gentleman. Uh, let me say this name with full seriousness. Our host of the evening was Will Pounder. Hold for applause. There we go. Sorry, William Pounder? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Will the Pounder. Will Pounder. <laughs> if you called a bar mm-hmm. and you'd be in a Simpsons episode, if you then said, hey, can I get in touch with Will Pounder? Yep. <laughs> I can't yep. even do I'm 36. <laughs> I can't get through it, Ralph. That's it's also a, that's difficult a new one for me. to tell a gentleman, hey, Will, come here. Uh, am I You've doing seen this a right? lot of Barry McCockiners. You know, you get a lot of you get a lot of Mike Hunts. You get a lot mm-hmm. of yeah. Um, that's a new one to me. Will Pounder just however so authentic. Will is a gentleman. I enjoyed working with him. Yes, you may know him from such adult films as insert names, but uh, Will was interviewing the culprit and the, the gentleman's Fanny. <laughs> uh, I'll keep thinking of some. Please. And the culprit looked at me and goes, in between the interview, didn't say this on camera, but goes, oh, Raph inspired me. And I go, don't do that. No. No. Everybody, (laughs) shut up. No, I didn't. And the nice part about it is when you see the clip and you've seen other clips of this person, you are quite aware. I had very little to do with it other than, well, I guess we got to interview both of these guys. So that was something that raised some... uh, some eyebrows. Additionally, what else happened? Yes, that was good. Um, Team Autos, aka Red Bowie, won the whole thing, but there were some standout performances. Uh, young Jay Rodriguez, J Rod, if you would, did excellent. There was also uh, Fionn Davies. Oh my God. So impressive. Very nice to meet her in person. Um, a lot of the stuff behind the you? scenes was crazy. She didn't, thank she God. She didn't invert and he'll hook you instinctively. It's good to no. know she can control it, right? She doesn't just have to smash, pass, destroy, and submit. It's good. Even in Can interviews. I say this, though? It, I've never met her in person, so I don't know what people are going to be like, but she has a very nice but awkward presence. So it felt like I was interacting with a Kristen Wiig character for a split second because I was like, oh, hi. And she's like, oh, my God, what are you talking about? Hi, hi. And I go, Hello. You're quite good at jujitsu. Oh, wait, what? And I go, no, you know you're good at jujitsu. That's why you're here. Anyway, you're great. I want to interview you, but maybe not today, just in the future. And she's like, definitely, anytime you want to interview me. And my whole time I was looking at her, I was like, hmm, when I interview you, it will be very epic. Interesting. Good to know that she's up for it. All right, we'll take care of that one later. Business for me later. EBI infamy. Yes. So, Kev, <laughs> I've yelled, oh, fuck, at her fights as <laughs> like out of virtual self pain. Like that would hurt a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this much. She's up there. Her Mergali, there's like four or five fighters like, oh, ah, ah. Yeah. No, no, they're fine. We're good. Uh, who else was there? There was also, you know, the Rod brothers were very nice. Uh, getting to interact with them was great. So Jay had his moment. Uh, Nikki Rod, the consummate professional, got to meet uh, Giancarlo Bodini or Bodoni. Sorry, I always say it a different way. Uh, in person, he was very nice. I like him. Great name. Yes. There was a lot of good stuff to talk about. So I was very pleased from a production standpoint. And guess what? Our production team had to put out some fires. So the fact that everybody was able to pull it together and we were able to get a show out and it was a fight TV experience. So that's great. I also want to give shout outs to the following people. Number you one, I like Raph peace hmm. TV. Why don't we give that a chance? <laughs> so you're not a fan of Hug fight TV. TV would be great a little bit, right? <laughs> fight climate change TV. Amazing. But here we go. Fight, fight climate TV. change TV. You and your continued just charge towards the violent. Go ahead. You're the problem in Hollywood. Flight Climate Change TV was the original Al Gore channel that they were trying to make happen, really, that but that nobody sucks. was interested in buying it. It was just like, well, if you guys get on 
fight climate change TV. No, out. Not. Yeah. It doesn't well, Here's a convenient no. truth. We need to fight STDs and misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can I tell you? Uh, Brandon and Catherine was one of our commentators. Yeah. And hey, I had to fill in Robin, for a bathroom break. Robin the Black? Robin the Black was the other. But Brandon and I, we got to, for a, a fight or a match or two, got to do some commentary together. And that was blissful. And then Robin Black and I got to work together for a, a split second on the commentary team. Did he break out in song? Not Robin Black, obviously. He can control himself. Did Brandon break out in song? No, but I think off air, he and I held a note together. And then Bye. we stopped. Yeah, not even that. It was just, I want to say it was. Um, I'll see you later. Mm, like just a hum. That's weirder. Don't do that one. I felt like we were both starting off the I'm sailing. And then we just kind of stopped yeah. because we had work to do. So that's where we were. But um, two gentlemen couldn't be more professional. And what's great is. Yes, I didn't really do commentary. I was helping produce them and uh, getting them in line, helping them with ad reads, working with our sponsors. So they were very nice. And one of the things that Robin Black was saying to me is he was like, you know, you're really good at your job. And I was like, one, thank you. Two, um, I just try to give you guys what I would want if I was doing commentary. Three, so, I'm married, but it's sweet of you to be <laughs> yes. so forward. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't, I mean, the matches were good. I think they're going to, you're going to see more stuff from this. I am jealous of this commentary business. Does, okay. As much as I'm joking about Brandon singing, is there any point instruments break out between the two? Or they were like, no, we didn't bring a ukulele or anything. (laughs) You can tell the difference between being on production and being talent. Because were you like trying to dangle one behind them? You were like, oh my God, who found this tuned guitar? Who's the guy who left this weird? Because I can see you being like, it's a piano. Had anyone seen this? Robin, have you seen this? It's funny. I'm a pretty schemey producer, but even that seems a little too on the nose. I might go the route of, oh, this guitar's out of tune. Is there anybody here who can help this? A trumpet falls out of your vest. Where did that come from? So when you're talent, you say things to production like, hey, did you want to go get some sushi? A few of us are going to go get sushi. And you say, thank you. That's adorable. I have 12 other things I still have to do, but you guys go get sushi for me. And they were like, oh, that's cool. All right, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, What time are you getting here? Probably three hours before you do. Enjoy your sushi. I love you guys. Goodbye. So I did. Very much enjoy them trying to keep me as as part of it. But I was like, oh, my God, we have so much work. We have this, 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 this. And again, putting out fires. It was great. Um, I can't wait to do it again. Apparently, the next one is in Miami is what I'm told. So I think I'm part of that troop again. Um, Our uh, guy behind it, uh, the runner of Subversive, uh, Mike, seemed to be very pleased with all of us. So I think he wants to try and keep the team intact and bring us out there. So that would be in December sometime. And I would do it because I've enjoyed working on multiple sides on this show. I've worked the commentary side. This one was production. A lot of different sides on this one. And uh, it was great. And I, I felt like one of the things that you do see on these shows is, yeah, things go wrong. We did start a little late, but there was a, lot, a little bit of a reason why. As I'm sure many of you would figure out if you're working one of these things. You were pregnant. But we fixed it. Uh, you know what? It would have been great if that was the reveal. Guys, I'm sorry you can't get in right now. I'm pregnant. We're having Subversive Junior. <laughs> oh, God. But, Kev, you would love this event because everybody's encouraged. I'm just going to say there are people there who are hmm, – how do I phrase this? So if you're the casino, you can't say what we're doing. But – because we had one person say they were trying to deliver a certain kind of thing. And we were like, Mm-mm. nope, nope, nope. This is just an adult event where, yes, some of these people are involved in industries that are legal here in Los Angeles. Period. Thank you. But you, knowing what that means, would have been like, I'm going to go to all of these booths and get some samples and enjoy my night of 
very fun products. When in California, you know, it would be nice where it's like Raph's looking for me. Like, where is he? They're like, I think he's in booth seven. It's like, oh, shit. (laughs) He's definitely in booth seven. I'll be back. Kevin is now gone from CBD, but he's now invented his own version of it. Good for him. There's just a crowd around me being like, we're trying to see what will knock him out. This is amazing. (laughs) This Colorado stuff is real, Raph. You're not going to believe it. Watch this. He's popping gummies like popcorn. Kev. This guy's like Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, except (laughs) no one knows him. This is amazing. Why is he naked? I don't know. It's California. You would have enjoyed this because so many people were telling me about their products, and I felt like I... Oh, God. I just saw a commercial for Sweet Sweat a second ago. (laughs) But that's what I imagined in my head. You just walking by Sweet Sweat and then Cheech and Chong inspired. They're like, this is called Cheech Sweat. This is where I just get stoned and it loses weight. I'm going to dig it. Listen, I will say this. From a production standpoint, love working with cannabis industries. Absolutely great people. (laughs) However, there were a couple times when I would ask, hey, where's your materials? And it was like, oh, hey, man, what materials? And it was like, stay with me. Just uh, give me the stuff I need. We've got a grow house off San Pedro Avenue, just uh, off the five. That's like, great. Do you um, have a commercial? Is there uh, someone I can talk to in press? It's like, that's me. I'm that the press guy. That would still guy. be it's me, like, sir. That's not a Please title. Please give it to me. Title can't be press guy, right? It's like, <laughs> you've got to have something else. It's like, who are you again? I'm, you know what? Let's start from the beginning. Just introduced myself. There was one dude who was trying to send me a file and I kid you not, Kevin, he goes, do you have WhatsApp? I said, yes. He didn't send me the file. And I go, I've been waiting for this and we have to go now. I need your commercial like now or it doesn't air. And the guy goes, I don't know how to do Oh man. And I was like, can I have your phone? I know this sounds dumb. I will send it to myself. And he goes, yeah, man, take it. He hands me the phone. I go, fuck, all right. This is where I, you know, you want to give like, hey, you guys are kind of playing into weed stereotypes. It's like, yeah, we're also playing into production stereotypes where <laughs> the only person I've ever had to rip off the stage at a variety show was someone from the cannabis lobby who had lost his mind on stage. And it was like, you got to go, man. You've been up here for 14 minutes. You're four minutes after me over there swinging my arms. But most everybody was great. It's just I you know what I realized? I'm spoiled because in the many years that we've done this show, your cannabis intake has never gotten in the way. And in fact, I might argue weed has powered the editing of this show more than any singular contribution I've made. So evidentiarily, I have gotten much better at editing since I moved to Colorado. I'm not saying (laughs) causation equals correlation, but just. But I will say I've been very spoiled. Yes, I get it. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate you. On the other hand, you did in interacting with you. I felt like I was prepared for a number of different weed people because at a couple points they mentioned, hey, Raph, we're going to have a security meeting outside. Would you like to join us? And I was like, I don't. But thank you. You guys are all great. They're like, oh, you don't partake. I was like, give me your gummies. I'll take those. But not yet. I have to finish packing. And then I think at one point I was like, Trying to tell people, I was like, I'm trying to get shit done. Let me just do this. And I think Robin Black comes over and he goes, hey, man, you want a beer? And I was like, oh, a beer I can do. Yes. That's different. I know what that is. And I know that Known even if I have quantity. one beer, it's not going to hurt me. And then but, Q, seven minutes after Rev Crush, he's like, what, a beer? what kind of beer was that? Oh, that's called weed lager. It's like, son <laughs> of a bitch. <laughs> but then cut to me going like, oh, yeah, I'll have what is in this? <laughs> I dude, I'm dumb. I'm not good at this like you guys. So that's why anytime I have ever had to give recommendations or any sort of stuff like that, I have to call Kevin. And when Kelly started taking edibles, I was like, Kev, you have to be our shaman and and walk us through this because Kelly has no idea. She's going to the very nice weed man and going like, hello, I'm a white girl. Can I have some white girl gummies? And they go, yeah, just give her a little real easy shit. They were like, do you mean the Sex in the City ones? It's like, sure. <laughs> Which, by the way, very different gummy. Uh, the Sex in the City now is so aged up that it's mostly just to keep your bone density strong. <laughs> and just like that, I was asleep for 24 years. <laughs> 
I didn't expect that would be the material that we did. But I do tell you guys, fun event. Check it out if you get the opportunity. A lot of the guys who participated on it have already put up clips and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure if you look at our Instagram page, you'll see a bunch of our highlights and stories. But I was very happy about that. And just this week for Grappling Hour, we put up an interview with Ethan Krellenston, who just won Combat Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, for premium members, we actually put up a tape study where he breaks down his championship match against Nate Orchard. And, Kev, I have news for you. I forgot to tell you this. I would have just told you off air, but we've been busy. Uh, guess who I interviewed yesterday? Oh. Um, I know, this is hard. Hold on. He, he fights in the UFC. Justin from Justin to Kelly, who's now uh, sweet <laughs> on the Dr. Pepper commercials. Honestly... Justin Garini is the pool I probably could get at he this point. Know his last name. I I could I almost couldn't have not, in, if you'd said Garini, I'd be like, you shut up. You made that up. It's probably like Smith or War. It's something more generic. Yeah. Thank you. It's because he goes into my world of TV. He captures yes. the zeitgeist from Justin to Kelly is a summer class. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do know him because he's the person who lost famously to Kelly Clarkson. So have you I should have that, that trivia ready. That Netflix DVD story, it's really funny to me. Mm. Um, you know, when you're doing the clean out of your old game drawer mm. from your early 20s and you're like, what's this expired Netflix DVD from their discontinued service where they used to send you DVDs? And you don't want to open it because the envelope's vague and you're like, this could be something cool. So Vicky and I held on to it for like two years. We were like, you know what? It's time. Let's see what the last movie is we're going to be owning and keeping from Netflix. And I had sort of got some embarrassing moment of her life when we opened it. And Vicky's last DVD that we shall be owning was from Justin to Kelly. The summer hit that is one of the worst movies on the planet. Okay, but Kev, listen, dude. How did she make that choice? Like, you have to be a lawyer in a courtroom with your precision you on asking these questions. And she immediately went to something people wouldn't even understand now. She's like, remember when they wouldn't let you have things that were in your queue? So they'd send you like something that was <laughs> no. And it was like, I, don't, I already don't like this answer. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I present to you her explanation. Oh my God. The def the prosecution rests. Yes, and listen, I guess there was no explanation you would get that would say you're right. I can understand that. This is completely a scenario. I thought it would be good. You know, they were both funny. <laughs> so was she in America at this point? Was she in yeah. France at all? Oh God, I wish. Like I was trying to get caught up on pop culture would have been a way better answer. Because honestly, if she had that whole like, oh, I'm French, uh -huh, you know, you get away with it. If you're in America and you got bamboozled into seeing that movie, bad news for you. Only 2,000, let's say 200,000 at most people saw that movie in the theater in its opening week. And that might be a generous total. <laughs> they, uh, you know, who doesn't like uh a good spring break movie. God damn it. So this is where I should probably reveal to you the person I saw or interviewed yesterday was none other than friend of the show, Joe Selecki. Oh. Now, Joe Selecki's doing a few things. Number one, he just won his recent fight in the UFC. So congratulations to him. I found the trailer, ref. Just as a heads up. <laughs> Why would you do no, that? Don't, don't worry about me. Number two, uh, he's also doing a grappling competition out for the Carolinas, and I thought it was great. It's called All In Grappling, so I found out a lot about that. We did a tape study of his match. I'd like to update his fight. you. I actually mm -hmm. found the whole movie on YouTube for no. free. That's not a good sign. It's not a trailer. They're like, no, you could have it. Please? You know it's one of those movies where they go to negotiate and they go, we want Ghostbusters. And they go, all right, if you want it for those free ad ones, it's got to be a pretty penny. And they go, mm, I know how to sweeten the deal. From Justin to Kelly for free? No. I'm trying to find how many watches. <laughs> it's not awesome. So the one thing that you might have forgotten, Kevin. Go on, sorry. Go on. Is that Joe Selecki 
lost to you in over under Kevin. Don't forget shit. No one beats me in that game. He's well, then, just another of my long line oh, wow. of real beatdowns lately. Great. Glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. I would remind you, though, that one of the first things I asked him in our interview is I said, do you remember the fact that you lost to over under Kevin? And he goes, I'm not going to lie to you, Raph. I started this fight camp remembering, ah, oh, shit, I got to do that thing for those guys. And then I said, well, I'll win again. So I'm pretty sure I'll talk to Raph. So <laughs> I even asked him, I said, well, what's the deal with Bachelor Nation? Are you watching it? And he goes, I have news for you, Raph. We just stopped. So, Kevin, did something happen that would make people stop watching your beloved Brad- Bachelor franchise? Um, I mean, what hasn't happened that would make you stop watching this horrible franchise? Are you still watching it, though? Yeah, though Colton was brutal. Like he was bad, so you know th- on that front it's hard to it's hard to hate. Um, here's what I'll ask, Raph. Okay, is he still out after this next rut? Because they're about to bring two badass ladies on, and I think there's a chance he's back. I couldn't get that out of him, but if you'll remember, one of the things was that he had to do a commercial for Bachelor Nation. And, you know, an ABC property because we were talking about an ABC UFC card. And I said, should I give you an opportunity to lock this back at all? And he's (laughs) like, no. He goes, I'll do it. I go, great. Then we'll just do it right now. So we have that on tape for this interview because part of the time I had with the man for my purpose of my interview on a different show, I said, no, 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 no. You are my co-host. Make it happen now because we have video on YouTube You're just and we'll just best. take care of it. Yeah. You know, I try, man. And it's again, so even Joe, when I'm doing that other show, voltage Selecki here, I'm looking at it. He got four fights, correct? I got oh, one, God. two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight fights. Correct. Yep. Yep. This is a Francis Ngannou special where he was going team Stipe. It's his heos, you know? So let me see what I wrote down. Pitch A, B, so- C show to me on it was going to be The Bachelor. That's right. He has to. So did he explain why he should be on The Bachelor as a cameo? Um, I don't remember if that was it, but I think it was more in defense of why the show is so good. And I said, yeah, that works. We'll take uh, it. No, yeah, we'll take that. And I think, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing because. I think what he knows is going to happen is I'm going to clip it without context. So that way I can just put it up and it's going to sound like a ringing endorsement for no reason. And I want to ask you this because one of the things that I gave him shit for is that on his Instagram, he makes it a habit of filming his wife when she's crying during reality shows and doing that out of context. And I always tell him, I'm like, dude, you're walking a very thin line because you and I are both married and I cannot foresee any circumstances in which Vicky or Kelly are going to find themselves on social media crying about a reality show from our hands. No, I need to get her. I need to keep her in a place where she gets up and gets the baby. And that doesn't sound like that's a place where that happens. Right? <laughs> the fact that this man keeps doing it. And yeah, he just had a kid too, I believe. So he, the fact that he's the doing bees that on this M <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he does that makes me think out loud. Oh, that's a bad marriage choice, but I applaud you for doing it. I wouldn't. And I don't. But I'm uh, also not opposed to, like, the hilarity of when – I guess I don't want when I cry at reality TV shows to be blasted because we watched the show alone. Mm. And if you want to see me really get worked up, watch someone talk about being away in the wilderness and then their family coming up, I'm, I'm going to go. So that's really my fear. It's self-soothing, Raph. Okay, that's comforting. I'm glad to know that there are different oh, what? levels. You're not a crier. Here we go, Mr. Uh, tough Guy. No, 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 but it's got to be something good. Like, 
<laughs> when those picks are assholes, it, you know, when they did that whole movie, Monsters, Inc., I didn't cry at that one. I don't give a shit. Uh, I'm heartless on that one. But you know how they say that they are powered through kids' fear in that movie? Like, mm-hmm. that's what builds the city? I think that was Pixar's way of telling us. We take your tears and we monetize that. Because if you watch Up, you think to yourself, we're five minutes in? What's happening to me? Don't do this, you dicks. What the fuck? This is a kid's movie. Or Toy Story 3, the end of the movie, as it looks like things are looking bad for the toys. And you go, you're not going to kill these toys. Get the fuck out of here. This is a fucking child's movie. Or, most recently, Coco. Oh, God. He just wants to play the song. And Grandma knows it. And why does she know? She knows it. She knows it. She knows it. She's out of it, but she knows it. That's really cute. That's adorable. We had Drop Dead Fred. It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time, but it still taught us the same lesson, which I think is uh, have weird friends. I don't know. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Kev, so all right. Yeah, Dana White shoots a video where he's laughing like a hyena that Prajaska gets the rear naked choke on Texera. Mm -hmm. Submits Texera, a giant in the industry. And here are the moments where I I find myself, you know, I enjoy Dana. I enjoy his enthusiasm. I'm also like, hey, man. (laughs) But the excited video also, I'm like, is he... A 13-year-old girl, does he videotape this shit? And then I see a video of him being like, how you dummies are supposed to avoid conflict with Mike Tyson on a private jet, Raph, which always cracks me up beyond anything when it's like, well, that happened on a public airplane, but in our private jet, we were able to elude any concerns. Yeah, I don't know how valuable these lessons he tries to give us are. When you're uh, in your private jet, be very mm-hmm. careful if you've invited Mike Tyson because he's a former rapist and comma will hit you in the face. Yeah, that part does conveniently get left out on Mike Tyson stories, but mm, it's okay. Not his. When I watched him give his whole uh, frontline story in the documentary, he's like, yeah, I got I got arrested for doing it. <laughs> it's like doing what was that? And they're like, first degree convicted rape and sexual assault and uh attempted murder so he did so he did almost 18 months he did but i w- think worse he got skipped over for the tonys so <laughs> i think and he was quite good in that thing i i did see that show on hbo and it was very good um i was surprised talk, i was texting you relentlessly at like four in the morning when i was watching it i was like <laughs> oh my god i'm finally getting caught up can't stop talking like him what god in mercy is this yeah. it is legit like if any athlete you enjoyed was like here's everything i did that's wrong here mm-hmm. you go and right i mean if you think about it how far are we from Shaq? doing a Broadway play. Uh, he, uh, first of all, Shaq would never be honest about things. He was always he was like a very, you know, the way he brought it was like a lot of, a lot of force. Yeah. <laughs> was a CEO because PhD. if you think about it, if you took Shaq and Chuck and gave them their version, the inside NBA version of Chuck's, Oh, hello. Chuck's Oh, Chuck would be amazing, but I'm saying like to do a thing again, because if people like remember what Chuck got arrested for. Yes. And the NBA finals did just kick off game six, which is why we got to get out of here. Ralph. Yeah. We got yeah, to get to Shevchenko. We got to get to Zang and how I made money off that fight. But this little nugget you've dwelled on, I would pay so much money for either <laughs> of those two to be honest about their lives. Real honest. Absolutely. Because right? they were before social media. It's a glorious time. I've heard a lot of like, do you think Michael Jordan would have been okay if Twitter existed? <laughs> he wouldn't have. It's like, yeah, you might be right. You might not have been okay with it. I mean, what, what point were you? I don't even know. I derailed <laughs> this so much. I could definitely see Michael Jordan texting out some shit. See, he's still kind of classy. I could see him getting away with some stuff. There would be some small smack talk. The Larry Bird Twitter, though. Would have been the Twitter that I think we should go back in time and make happen. <laughs> it was he 
one of the secret probably like people that could have been a comedian <laughs> in sports, right? <laughs> it's him, it's Blake Griffin. Yeah. That's it. Brendan Shaw. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I'll tell you this one. I've seen some of Blake's stand up. Definitely better than Shaw's. He's I think Blake is funny. I yeah. legit his GameStop commercials from back in the day, it just kind of even the way he talked when they were like, now it's a super team in Brooklyn. He's like, I thought I was washed up. It's like, well, that's funny because that is what they said about you. It's like, he's very astute about that stuff. That would be you or I, where they're like, uh, we see you joined Atos. It's like, I thought I was overweight. Was I not overweight? <laughs> no. Oh, now I'm a super team. Cool. All right. Raph Shevchenko's yeah. human. That's Jeez. the, that's the big message. And I told them this should have been the main card fight and i was wrong because they had an awesome thing at the end and awesome thing in the beginning shevchenko though split decision holy shit can you imagine if i had bet split decision on this fight no i don't even well, know what the <clears throat> odds but let's talk about this do you remember the last thing i said about shevchenko um <laughs> no i could lie to you but i do not sure remember that i don't remember granted my memory is fairly solid. All things considered, I was around this weekend. There was a moment where I was like, are we sure that she can't lose this one? Are we doing that thing where, eh, she can't be vulnerable? Oh, no, she's going to be invincible? Cut to me going by the Red Bowie booth and going, <clears throat> is she been winning? She's been dominating? And this woman turns to me and goes, no, she's been getting outclassed so far. And I go, uh-oh. Well, hmm. I got a show to produce. I'll be back later. So I thought that was great. You know what? It's intrigue in the division. There are a number of people that thought Santos actually won that some, one. I was just going to say, some say she got the champions lean. The champions so that's good lean. business for us. Um, but did you know that the Yuri submission over Glover Texture, which by the way, Glover has no business being this good, this old, because – I have written him off. I said, I'm sorry, dude. I don't want to see you fight. He wins the championship. You think to yourself, God damn. All right, maybe you should just retire after he won. And then he has a fight like he did this weekend. And you say, I think in principle I'm right. But even though he didn't win, I don't really feel like he lost because, God damn, there were a lot of times in that fight you thought he's going to put away a Yuri. And then to be double surprised, double turn here, and you see that Yuri gets a submission on Glover Texture, very low on the probability scale. So a lot of us very surprised. And Glover, again, gets beat. You think, you're old. We should be done here. He goes, oh, no, I'm going to keep this party going. And I go, fuck, I guess you can. I guess you justified that. Not like I have any opinion that's going to matter and make you stop, but okay guy you just justified getting three more fights as we've talked about as people get older they use their fight currency so he did build up three more before i'm asking for him to retire well i like to think he made 40 year olds everywhere proud Raph. <laughs> no wink, fuck wink. off get the fuck out of here <laughs> you know what it is okay so here's what's happening right now i'm trading a whole bunch and i got some of the guys who they saw me the other day. I got a haircut. Dude kind of fucked up my hair. But this is why I get my haircut like a week and a half before I need it because it'll grow out a little bit. Dude who cuts my hair gets a little short. Some of the guys are like, hey, man, you're looking pretty good. And what happens whenever I get a haircut, little secret, people go, have you lost weight? And I go, no, I just got a haircut. It just, it's a trick. It's not really. I'm losing weight. They're like, I'm pretty sure you're losing weight. And I go, no, no. I factually cannot say that. They're like, are you developing more muscle or something? I was like, uh, maybe, but like, yeah, I'm still like regular jujitsu fat. And they're like, oh, okay. So you do acknowledge something's happening. I was like, right. But statistically it is the same weight. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And then they fight with me about it. They're like, but you lost weight. I was like, I got a haircut, dude. And I was like, and this dude fucked my hair up. So I look a little bit like, uh-oh super hispanic right now like i've definitely been in a gang with this haircut <laughs> you're it's, it's not that 
Sorry, you got me off guard with that. I thought we were about to wind. Your your head's so big that when they cut hair, it's like it just looks aerodynamic. If you took the mirrors off your Jeep, it would look slimmer. Right? Yes. It is, kind of, but not like in the ways you're thinking. Yes, thank you. Maybe you maybe the Jeep thing before the game thing, but I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. There's a, there's a pose I did with Octavio the other day at 10 Round Tuesday. And I was like, yo, that's about as brown as I've looked in some time. I'll send it to you. But it was a reversal because the impression I do of Octavio is very Cholo-esque. But it definitely looked like I was the older bad influence brother. <laughs> and he was the good straight lace brother that he he spends too much time with me. is going to go down the wrong path in his life. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed so hard at how dumb I looked. He looked great. But I was like, I look so so dumb in this photo but it's blissful so there is that um any other notes that you had because i thought the you spinning said... back fist is big i had <laughs> shevchenko and welly i did have Texera. otherwise i win my parlay nice which would have sucked uh the choi kuyabao fight was amazing it was a split decision it was an unbelievable one um, watching Mahesh Tate knock out Garcia was fantastic because I did see some of those. And uh, Kang lives up to his name. He can he can definitely continue nice. to fight with that name. Those were the fights I saw, Raph, though I do know. Gomez Juarez won, as did Edwards. And awesome. I'm no closer to knowing who won the tournament that they did because they didn't seem no. to um, maybe – but wasn't that like the, the first broadcast. night of it? I don't think they were doing the finals of it. I think it was just the winners go to the next step. I thought that was all happening in like three sequential days. No, they can't. They can't do that, dude. Mind. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this, Kevin, which is you had an observation on the commentary team. What was the observation this time? <laughs> uh, I look, I get it. Daniel Cormier is excited. Michael Bisping's there. That's all I've got. They were struggling so much to talk about the fight in front of them, which the fight that I will reference as an example. There were many fights of the undercard, which is a problem, and I get it. I'm not asking you, but like the difference between what I think they will see Joe Rogan do if they look back and studied it versus a lot of what they do is still talk about the fight in front of them. I forgot about that. So Choi and Kalibao, at one point, John Anna's like, there is a fight going on in front of us. And we're and it was like him getting Bisping to be like, could you shut the fuck up and get back <laughs> in the room? Because DC does the nervous laughter mm-hmm. thing where every time Bisping's like, oh, you know, he's got this, he's just fighting smile. He's like, ah, I don't know if that's true. Ah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's like, well, you gotta, you, he's got this thing. If he doesn't get above, he's going to get fucked out. It's like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And John, they needed four more John Annex to control what was happening in that booth. Mm. They were Joe Rogan was like not making the flight to Asia. They were like, yeah, we know. <laughs> neither really, neither is Dana. He's gonna be in Taiwan for no reason. When you sent me that, I was knee deep in solving a problem, and I remembered thinking, "All right, Kevin, I hope that you're taking notes because, <laughs> like, I, I couldn't I hear felt, the commentary I felt or I so couldn't bad see it. for John Anik. I just yeah. felt like I was with him. Where it's like. What do you think of the fights? Like back when I fought Tim Kennedy back in nineteen two thousand four, big things are getting into. Like, I don't know where the fuck I am or what's happening. Am I sober right now? You can tell Jennings like I'm not the problem, right? No, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, um, Kev. Before we sign off. <clears throat> Can I just say, I know you're watching your beloved NBA finals. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Draymond what needs to come to MMA and fulfill my dreams. <laughs> He's in the right um, sport. What is going to happen here? Because we're at game six. So are the we a Celtics wrap The Celtics are going to win tonight, and then the Warriors are going to wrap wow. it in seven. Okay. Warriors. You don't, don't think that the Warriors are going to just go through and, and get this done tonight? I do not, but I really okay. hope they do because I have a bet that I made week oh, no. one of the NBA playoffs. 
20 bucks to win $95, Raffle, on the Warriors. <laughs> Every time it's one of these fucking dumbass bets that I'm like, Raph, before they even mentioned this season, I put down $4 on Steph Curry scoring a bajillion points. Uh, can I tell you, honest, the other night he was minus 1,000 to hit a three. Mm-hmm. And I thought, Really? What's the? What, can I take the opposite? And it was locked. And he didn't hit a yep. fucking three in that game. Rap. He went zero for seven. It was Damn. the first time in two hundred and thirty-three games he had not hit a three. I almost put a dollar on it to win a thousand fucking dollars. How but, embarrassing! But it was locked, which leads me to believe others did take it. They were like, "Yeah, we got this. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Yeah, he's not gonna hit a three. That's funny." I mean, I'll tell you this much, Kevin. I'm so he was happy. He's trying. For- it's like 20 <laughs> seconds left. He's like, give me that fucking ball. Throws one up. Missed. I'll tell you this much. Um, I'm glad that you're enjoying your NBA finals. Thank you. Um, unfortunately, my NBA finals concluded with the season finale of winning time. So <laughs> I've been good. This, this is all just like for you guys. My series was great. I could I'm not sure. have enjoyed that anymore. I'm sure you felt good when it was released. Anthony Davis hasn't picked up a basketball in two months. <laughs> well, sure yeah, especially that. when I see those headlines. To me now, I just go, I think he's kind of dead to me. I think <laughs> every Lakers is like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he touched but- the basketball in two months. It's like, shut up, bro. <laughs> Can you imagine going into jujitsu and being like, haven't even thought about submitting someone in four to six months. People are like, I'm going to murder you tonight. Just ends up. Yeah. Um, we did a fun little video that I just put up before we recorded this, which is I went up to Milton uh, today or actually yesterday. And I said, hey, man, uh, can I see you for a second? And I put the video on. So that's recording this reaction I got. But I go, hey, man, uh, you know how you call me a defensive grappler? And he goes, yeah, you are. And I go, right, about that. I realize you've only submitted me like a couple times in the many years we've been rolling. And when you do, it's only been off of me initiating the sequence. So I think that actually makes you more of a defensive grappler than me, statistically. And the reaction on his face, first it's bursting into laughter because he thought it was something serious. And then the immediate like walk away from me and flip me off <laughs> is the stuff of magic and uh, I trained with him today, and that that little guy was trying to murder me. And I go up to him and go, hey, you, you felt a little less like a defensive grappler today. And he goes, Raph, I can't help what I am. I, I'm a defensive grappler. And I was like, yeah, but you tried harder today. You're welcome. And he's like, oh, fuck you and your fucking motivation. I was like, I know you work with the athletes. Everybody's got a different thing. That's your thing. If I was working with Michael Jordan... I'd be up till 6 a.m. playing poker just to keep him motivated. You, I just have to talk really dumb trash to. <laughs> Play to the athletes. That's what the lesson I've learned, Kevin. Well, this is where we are because Joe Burrow's making more sense on guns than the president. So we're <laughs> ready to call it, I think. I right? think so. Especially when you said that to me yesterday. I go, didn't expect like, that, but I'll take it. Quarterback from Ohio? Oh. God damn it. <laughs> this is infuriating. Yo, but Kev, before we sign off, if you want to know what's going on in the world of professional wrestling, Vince McMahon, you hear anything? No. Under investigation for hush money for an alleged affair. Awesome. Now, so if ever someone's going to gain popularity from that headline, <laughs> there it is. He's so gonna I, he's gonna do a video where he's really sorry, but he's also a man, just yep. trying to make a buck in this country. But Kevin, literally every storyline from the Attitude Era is Vince McMahon getting hit on or trying to hit on the very attractive female wrestlers or valets, and looking at those clips now really do bring some new context into things. And I'll oh, send you one. This is right before they conceive Billy, who's now 14. <laughs> there you go. Roll tape. Hey mm-hmm. there, Cindy. <laughs> so, Kev, there's been nothing better than to hear oh, $3 million for hush money. Ooh. Ooh. This could get spicy very soon. Letterman's and- like, 
what a where are you shopping at Costco? How did you do that? <laughs> Letterman of all people just goes like fucking, you don't let them extort you. You just go to the police and admit what happened. Your affair was what three Damn. million? I wish I had known that. So I no, I wouldn't have this beard. <laughs> I will tell you that I will keep you abreast of the many memes that have been sent my way on this, and all of them have been actually pretty spectacular. But more than anything, Kevin, it's the fact that I just keep saying to every one of these clues, because mind you, when he has creative control over these things, all of these storylines go through straight through him. But it also makes as terrible of a situation as it is and as terrible of people as we are. When you see gifts like this, where I've just sent you on our messenger for Facebook, uh, you look at it and you say, hmm. Yeah, under new context, Linda McMahon looking on while two women fight for Vince's affection. <laughs> it does take on a new sort of context. Yeah, so, especially with the boots. <laughs> so I guess what I'm telling you is, Kevin, sit back. Marriage wait. isn't real. Thank you, Raph. <laughs> the lesson is clear. But more to come on that story, I'm imagining. In the meantime, I think that's it for us. That'll yeah? do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...